What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I am your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Thursday to you. I, uh, I'm recording this podcast here at the NFL Scouting Combine at Radio Row, and you're going to hear some background noise today. There's some dynamics in this room that uh, it's just going to lead to a little bit of noise that uh, we'll have to power through today. Uh, there's obviously, I guess, dozens of people around me recording radio spots and podcasts. In addition to about 50 yards away from me is the stage where the wide receivers are about to do their bench press workouts in front of a live audience. And so if you hear some cheers or some noises in the background, just understand that there's a lot going on in this room. Uh, but here on this podcast today, I want to do a couple of different things. I want to talk about some comments that Sean McDermott made on Good Morning Football regarding uh, free agents and, and actually draft prospects and the idea of coming to Buffalo and how that is really shifting. And then in addition to that, I want to do our first live mock draft of the year on this podcast where I'll navigate through a simulation using the mock draft machine on the draftnetwork.com. And we can talk through some of my thought processes as we dig into full draft mode here on the Lockdown Bills podcast. A very meaningful draft for the Bills. Every draft is important. That's how you build football teams. And the Bills have nine picks. Uh, they have a first, second, and third. And then they have six day three picks as it stands right now. We know we know Brandon Bean is going to wheel and deal and move around the order a bit. Uh, but I do think the Bills will come away with um, you know a pretty substantial amount of players to help adding to a, a roster that is as talented as we've seen in a very long time. But first, Sean McDermott was on Good Morning Football, and he was asked about some of the dynamics about the free agents and draft prospects that are coming to Buffalo. For so long, it's been about do players want to be in Buffalo, and you're not going to make Buffalo a warmer climate. That's not going to change. But what Sean McDermott has done is – changed other components regarding the locker room and the culture that is making it a destination for football players and his comment I thought was really interesting he said it just comes down to simply we've got a tremendous culture a tremendous locker room and really it's about a transformational type of locker room type of culture as opposed to transactional you come to Buffalo you'll become the best version of you that you've ever been before on the field and off the field Whether it's college players coming to us via the draft or via free agency, with pro players, that's what we've done, and that's what players have done, and that's really a credit to everyone in the building. And so when you think about it, you know, whether it's the training facility or the camaraderie that's been built, the love for each other within the organization from the coaches to the players to the staff uh, to front office executives, there's just this camaraderie that exists. And it's tangible, and I think that people notice it, whether it's uh, players outside the league, other uh, analysts uh, kind of observing what's going on with the Bills. It's very obvious to people, and I think it's going to be something that is going to be attractive for free agents. And as as guys like Lorenzo Alexander, Alexander and Vander and meaningful veterans really kind of leave the franchise and leave behind this legacy and talk about what is happening in Buffalo, it's going to make it an attractive place for these guys to go. And, you know, really what Sean McDermott said is it it creates this environment to be the best version of yourself. And and whether that is because, you you know, Sean McDermott allows that to happen because he empowers you as a player to to play in the the right role or it's the equipment that exists for recovery and 
um, you know, growth in terms of athletic development and developing your frame as a young football player. Uh, older guys wanting to come because they believe the support is in place for them to extend their careers. You know, it's really exciting to see what's happening in that regard, especially with the Buffalo Bills having over $80 million in available salary cap space entering this offseason. All right, so with that out of the way, I do want to talk about our first live mock draft here on the podcast, and maybe we'll do two. I'm not sure, but um, I want to keep this to just first, second, and third round right now. Uh, just kind of really start scratching the surface with the possibilities in the draft. And I'll, I'll try to go, you know, if we wind up doing more than one base on time here, I'll uh, try to do some scenarios where it's not the same, where, where it goes in a different direction so we can really kind of understand what things can start to look like uh, as we really dig into the draft. So uh, we're using the draftnetwork.com. We're on the mock draft machine. The Bills pick number 22 overall in the first round, and I've simulated the first – uh, 21 picks and so when I think about the Bills in the first round I, it comes down to premium positions for me and premium positions in my view offensive tackle wide receiver defensive end cornerback one of those four is what really really stands out and so I want to make sure that whoever the Bills draft it's a player at one of those positions wide receiver cornerback offensive tackle or edge well one thing we automatically have to think about is that the wide receiver class is very deep. And there's three receivers I'd love for the Bills to draft in the first round, and that's the whole list. If the Bills can't get CeeDee Lamb from Oklahoma, Jerry Judy from Alabama, or Henry Ruggs from Alabama, I'm out. I'm out on a first-round wide receiver. There's other good receivers. I like Justin Jefferson from LSU. I like Jalen Rager from TCU. I like Brandon Ayuk from Arizona State. Those are all good playmakers. Those are guys that I'm willing to wait for. If the Bills don't get Ruggs, Lamb, or Judy in the first round, I'm out. And in this scenario, they're not available. LaVisca Chenault is available, and I like LaVisca Chenault. I'm very scared of his injury situation. And the Bills can't go and get this playmaker that we all think is so important and bet on a guy that's got his injury pass to to be healthy. Now, if the Bills wind up drafting LaVisca Chenault, I will believe that he will be healthy. But... Uh, right now, as we talk about the possibility, I'm willing to wait on the other options and pass on LaVisca Chenault. When it comes to the offensive tackles, there's four guys that I'd be happy getting. Mikai Bikton from Louisville, Tristan Wirfs from Iowa, Andrew Thomas from Georgia, or Jedrick Wills from Alabama. I don't think any one of those guys gets to number 22, and in this simulation, none of those guys are available. Now, when it comes to the cornerback position, There's a lot of guys that I'd be happy to get. I would love to get Jeffrey Akuda, Christian Fulton from LSU, Jeff Gladney from TCU, who is available. Fulton and Akuda, they're off the board. Um, That's probably it. I'll be honest with you. I like some of the cornerbacks that you can get on day two. So if the Bills are going to get a first-round cornerback, it needs to be Okuda, Fulton, or Gladney. Gladney exists. He's on the board. And you're probably listening to this right now, and maybe you don't like the idea of the Bills taking a cornerback. I think that that stretch of of – there's a stretch several years ago where the Bills were really investing heavily in corners, it seems like, all the time, and it soured a lot of people's appetite for corners. Now, they hit on those corners. They were good players, but for whatever reason, there's this uh, lack of interest a lot of times when I interact with Bills fans when it comes to cornerbacks in the first round. They just kind of don't want that to happen. Well, cornerback's an extremely important position in the NFL, and good teams continue to invest there. And the Bills have Trey White, and I've mentioned this a few times here recently, and I think it really matters. When you have Trey White, one of the best corners in the game, as your CB1, 
quarterbacks don't want to target him. They want to go the other way. And that's why it becomes all the more important to make sure that your CB2 is solidified. Well, you're about to pay Trey White a ton of money, and you're not going to be able to always have that much money tied up in the cornerback position. You have to keep investing in it to make sure you always have a quality player because that player is inevitably going to be targeted. So with Trey White on one side, you need to have a good player on the other side. If Kevin Johnson's back, it eases my concern about corner a little bit. You have Kevin Johnson, Levi Wallace, those guys can platoon. You feel okay about the situation. But the reality is I don't know if either one of the, if that's going to happen. And if it's just Levi Wallace, I'm not comfortable with that. The Bills have need a more dynamic talent opposite of Trey White. This defense demands it, and you don't want to have a weak leak there. You don't want to have an easy avenue for quarterbacks to target and exploit and take advantage of an otherwise outstanding Buffalo defense. So I am very much in on the cornerback market. I would love Jeff Gladdy. He's a physical player, great footwork, fluid hips, Good ball skills. I mean, he really checks all the boxes. There's not a whole lot I'm concerned about when it comes to Jeff Gladney. I think he's a first-round cornerback prospect all day long, and he gives you that dynamic recovery speed. He's got that quickness, and he's got that quick trigger to fire downhill in quick and close situations. He loves to tackle against the run. I love Jeff Gladney. I love him as the pick at 22, especially in this scenario where there's not a receiver I can get on board with. There's not an offensive tackle I can get on board with. Let's shift gears now to the defensive ends. I'm very much in on the Bills investing in pass rushers. Now, they could go out and sign a big-name pass rusher, and that shifts this discussion. But even if they bring back Shaq Lawson, I think if they bring back Shaq Lawson, I think Trent Murphy becomes a cut candidate. And so I want to see the Bills invest in this pass rusher situation. It's an important position. I want high-impact players at that position. I've said that a few times recently. I really mean that. At defensive end in the first round, there's some players that I'd be happy with the Bills getting. Chase Young from Ohio State, that's not going to happen. He's going to be a top three pick for sure. Caleb on chase on for LSU, uh, a guy that I think can fill the role left behind by Lorenzo Alexander in terms of playing some Sam, Sam linebacker and then also rushing the passer both from the inside and outside. I think he can replace him with a really dynamic athlete and so uh, would be a good option for the Bills at 22. I, he's not available in this situation. The other guys that I can get a, get around to, there's two other players that I think would be good picks in the first round for the Bills at defensive end. They're two players from the Big Ten. Uh, A.J. Epinesa from Iowa, a, a powerful rusher, heavy hands, long arms, a guy that can really compromise and compress that pocket around a quarterback, and uh, he knows how to disengage, and his inside move is really, really, really strong. So A.J. Epinesa at 22 would be, would be really outstanding. Uh, and then also Yitur Grossmatos from Penn State has every tool you could ever want in the toolbox. I think that he's got a lot of room for growth. And so while he had a good career at Penn State, he had some really good moments on tape, what I like about him is that I don't think he's anywhere near to being a finished product and that the physical skill set is just unbelievable. And so in this scenario, Young and Chason are gone, but Epinesa and Grossmatos are still available. So when it comes down to the targets that I'm comfortable with at this point in the discussion, and I reserve the right to change my mind as we learn more about these products, prospects as I get digger, deeper into the tape, I'm in on one, uh, either Jeff Gladney at cornerback or A.J. Epinesa or Yitur Grossmatos. So uh, if my picks here for this scenario is going to be one of those players. I believe in the depth of the corner class more than I do the edge class. And so um, I'm going to go with one of these edge players, and I have Epinesa higher on my board than Grossmatos. So with the 22nd pick in my first ever live simulation here this year, on the Lockdown Bills podcast, we're going with A.J. Epinesa, the defensive end from Iowa. So as this is simulating, as we get to the second round here, I, I'm guessing that a lot of you are a little bit upset with me. You want that offensive player. You want that guy that can be a playmaker for Josh Allen, a guy that can potentially block for Josh Allen. 
Well, here's the other thing that we have to keep in mind when we're talking about first-round scenarios before free agency happens. We're weeks before free agency happens. There is a lot that's going to change. Brandon Bean is going to make you forget about needs that exist on this football team. So don't marry yourself to any one idea, and please keep in mind that there's more ways to fix needs on the roster than just the first-round pick. All right? There has to be appropriate value. And when you factor in the depth of the wide receiver class, it just didn't make sense to me in that scenario to go with a wide receiver prospect. So now that we've got to pick 54 with the Bills pick next, and we have uh, an edge defender already added here in A.J. Epinesa, I'm ready to get back on the clock here and look at some uh, some more options here. And with this pick now that I have invested in the edge defender group, I'm still thinking about some of those premium positions. I'm thinking about corner. I'm thinking about wide receiver. I'm thinking about offensive line. So let's look at the options at those positions. At cornerback, there's some good players. A.J. Terrell from Clemson, Bryce Hall from Virginia. Um, those are guys that I would consider with this pick. When I go to the wide receiver group, oh, a lot of good names. Donovan Peoples-Jones from Michigan, a player I like with some good size. Denzel Mims from Baylor, a player that I really like. Um, that's probably going to be the pick. But let's look and see what's available at offensive line. Uh, no, projecty type players that I'm willing to wait on. Let's go and get that playmaker right now for, uh, for Josh Allen. We're going to pick Denzel Mims, uh, wide receiver from Baylor. There's a lot of things I like about him. First of all, he's a dog. When he was asked at his podium session yesterday about what he thought his strength of his game was, you know what he said? He said run blocking. And that you watch his tape, man, he gets after dudes. He pushes bodies. And so, you know, you don't talk about wide receivers and the reason you bring him in is because of their ability to block. But, man, that is a heck of a bonus, and he gives you that. Uh, when it comes to elevating, winning above the rim, Denzel Mims has a really special skill set. His ability to go get the football is really meaningful. He can extend the catch radius vertically. I love that about him. He's really dynamic in terms of his athletic ability, and while I think he needs some work in terms of route running, I like that he's got the physical skill set that inspires belief within me that he can take that next step and really become a more dynamic route runner. In the meantime, you can move him around, try to create some favorable matchups, and and allow him to make plays. And, And what I want from this wide receiver that I think the Bills will draft in the first or second round uh, is a guy that can make plays and so Denzel Mims is a player that can do that he gives you the size dynamic that I know a lot of you guys are looking for Uh, he gives me the playmaking dynamic that really matters to me that doesn't even really factor in size so we're going to go with Denzel Mims wide receiver from Baylor here with pick number 54. I gave strong consideration to Donovan Peoples-Jones, and there's going to be times where we're going to do mock drafts in the future that that will be my selection. So we're uh, we're simulating here. We're getting to pick 86 where the Bills pick next. Uh, we've got two picks under our belt, A.J. Epinesa, defensive end from Iowa in the first round, wide receiver Denzel Mims from Baylor in the second round. And so now the Bills are back up now with pick 86. When I when I get to pick 86, I'm interested in, in a lot of things. You know, we start to get into, you know, players that I really like are going to kind of be available just because some guys slide because of other teams and what they do for needs. Uh, but, you know, this is where I get a little bit more open-minded in terms of not necessarily it having to be a premium position. And so um, I'm looking at what's available here. And there's some running backs that I like a lot. Zach Moss from Utah. You've got Eno Benjamin from from Arizona State is available. And if you wanted to go with a running back, um, I don't want to double dip at wide receiver quite yet. I'm scrolling a little bit too far down my list here to see some other names that really pop in terms of of fit with the Bills. So 
Um, I'm, I'm not going to extend this any further in terms of going down the board further than I want to. I would say that my choice now, right now really comes down to Zach Moss running back Utah, a guy that I think would be a wonderful compliment to, um, to Devin Singletary. Good vision, power. He catches the football well. He's really good in pass pro. Good vision, like I already said. And I think that you know he's a guy that doesn't have a whole lot of limitations. And so when you think about when Devin Singletary needs to come off the field, I have a player here that – uh, I don't have to – it doesn't restrict my playbook in any way, shape, or form. Um, I also have um, cornerback Troy Pride, Troy Pride from Notre Dame I think would be a good fit for the Bills as well. But um, I, I, I'm okay with going back to the well here and, and, and adding another player to the offense, getting some depth at running back. And Zach Moss from Utah is going to be my pick. So in our first simulation here together, one of many – <laughs> We're going with A.J. Epinesen, defensive end from Iowa, Denzel Mims, wide receiver from Baylor, and Zach Moss, the running back from Utah. All right, so we did one here, and I, I think we've got enough time to do another one. And this will be fun because I'm not going to allow myself to pick any of the same players. So uh, with that in mind, I'm firing up the mock draft machine again here, uh, and I'm going to pick for the Bills, but um, I will go in a different direction, even if it means – that I won't pick uh, the player that I absolutely want, uh, just because I want to. Just because I want to show you some different scenarios. So I'm I'm going through here on thedraftnetwork.com, the mock draft machine, picking for the Bills. We're going to do three rounds, uh, and it, the simulation is now underway. So the Bills pick 22. Guys are flying off the board. The Miami Dolphins get Tua to be their quarterback. Jerry Judy to the Raiders. Oh, Epinesa's not even available this time. He went 16 to the um, Atlanta Falcons. So we have to pick somebody different. And guess who's on the board? And your boy could not be happier. I'm not even thinking twice about this. Henry Ruggs, the third from wide receiver from Alabama, fell to the Bills. And my goodness, am I ecstatic about this. I'm looking at some of the picks in front to see what happened here that made this a possibility. And what really stands out to me is that the Falcons went Epinesa. The Dolphins at 18 went with the running back and DeAndre Swift. Uh, the Eagles went with the linebacker. The Eagles are interesting. They pick right in front of the Bills at 21. And they have needs at wide receiver. They have needs at cornerback. And they also have big needs at linebacker. And so um, if you know, why I say all that to say is that I, I'm comfortable with the Bills going wide receiver or, or cornerback. And depending on what the Eagles do, it could influence who's available for the Bills. But uh, in this scenario, somehow Henry Ruggs came to 22, and I am hitting draft, and I am ecstatic. Henry Ruggs, love him. I, um, I'll tell you some things about Henry Ruggs. Uh, you know, uh, on, on Bleacher Report's Stick to Football podcast with Matt Miller, he had Brandon Bean on the podcast, and he talked about the need to get touchdown makers. And this is a little odd because Matt's sitting about 10 feet away from me as I say this, uh, but he's got headphones on, so I don't think he can, he can hear me. But uh, he came on that podcast and said, look, we're looking for touchdown makers, guys that uh, can take some of the pressure off of Josh Allen and a guy that can take a six-yard hitch and, and, and make a guy miss and go 50 yards. That's Henry Ruggs to a team. This is a dude that had 100 touches at Alabama, 25 touchdowns. 
25% of the time this boy touched the football. One in four times he took it to the house. It felt like every time I was watching Alabama play, he was catching a slant pattern lined up in the slot. Nobody can run with him, and uh, he's taking it to the house. And there's just nobody that can win a foot race with this guy. He's going to run in the four twos on Friday or Thursday whenever he runs, and um, he's just special in terms of speed. But, yeah, he's, what, 5'11", I think 190 pounds. He's got, like, huge hands, over 10-inch hands. And, no, he's not a big alpha receiver in terms of size. But here's the deal. This guy proves that he's an alpha in ways that don't involve somebody being parked in his hip pocket or being draped all over him at the catch point because he's so dynamic. Nobody's near him. He creates that space for himself. And so Henry Ruggs, no, he's not a big receiver. He's still an alpha receiver. Watch this guy with the ball in his hands. Watch the way this guy blocks. Watch the way that this guy beats uh, physicality and press coverage whenever he's challenged in that regard. He's got all the alpha qualities you're looking for. He's just not tall. And so if you're dismissing Henry Ruggs because he's not tall, that is that is an egregious mistake on your behalf. So Henry Ruggs would be an absolute dream come true for the Bills in the first round. So that's the way the scenario fell, and I'm not thinking twice about pulling the trigger on this selection. You talk about dynamic playmakers, it doesn't get any more dynamic than Henry Ruggs. All right, so I've talked enough there. We're at pick 54 here, and this is really interesting. Um it's a good running back available. J.K. Dobbins fell from Ohio State. I, man, I like him a ton. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire from LSU is available. I like him a ton. Uh, looking at the cornerbacks. Uh, see, this is the challenge, though. When we talk about defensive end, and you guys know I would love to get a pass rusher, like if you don't take one early, you really get in trouble because the depth is just not always there. Now, there is one that I would consider here. Josh Uch from Michigan, long uh, guy that – Every time he's given, been given chances to rush the passer, he's been really impactful. And I think that he can fill the Lorenzo Alexander role as well in terms of playing off the ball as, as a Sam linebacker. But then you can rush him. And, man, he's really dynamic, really explosive. He's flexible. He's got long arms. And he'd be a, a player I'd love to see the Bills snatch up in the second round. I'm really going to think hard about him. So we got J.K. Dobbins, who I like. We got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who I like. We got Josh Uch from Michigan, who I like. Let me check out the cornerback market. Guys that I like here, Cameron Dantzler from Mississippi State, A.J. Terrell from Clemson, Bryce Hall from Virginia. I don't know how I don't go with the pass rusher, Josh Uch, because there's not a whole lot of consolation prizes for me. You guys heard me talk earlier about the four guys that I really like, and so this is like the one consolation prize that I'm happy with. And so I'm pulling the trigger, and I am ecstatic. These these two first two picks are just unbelievable to me. Henry Ruggs uh, to give me the playmaker for the offense, and then Josh Uch, who I think is going to be a really electric pass rusher, um, man, I am thrilled. So we're simulating. We're going to get to pick 86 here, and we'll talk through the options. And we're on the clock. Here we go. Oh, man, I can't believe it. Cam Akers, the running back from Florida State, is available. So is cornerback Troy Pride Jr. from Notre Dame. But let's go back to the offense. Cam Akers is a player I really like. Um, he's tough to evaluate at Florida State because Willie Taggart's offense is just so, for lack of better words, it's really – it's really bad. Schematically, it's very poor. He runs a lot of spread concepts and uh, has five blockers, and he puts his wide receivers outside the numbers, and you know, teams didn't have to respect it because they don't really have any uh, any talent at quarterback in terms of being able to really throw the football outside the numbers with consistency. So teams were putting like eight-man boxes, seven, eight-man boxes against Cam Akers with all these wide receivers outside the numbers, and Cam Akers was just 
in a really compromising situation in terms of being able to be productive. He's still found ways to be, but he's got some good size to him. He's explosive. I think um, he's got a lot of power. I love the way he finishes runs. He can catch the football. I think he's got some work to do in pass pro, but a really dynamic option. I think that he'd be a wonderful complement to Devin Singletary. And if you can get him in the third round, Man, that's a steal. I think he's clearly one of the top five backs in this class. I think the top four are going to be, you know, J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift from Georgia, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire from LSU, Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. And to me, it's like right there, okay, here it is. It's it's Cam Akers. And so to get that RV5 here to really create a, a, a dynamic backfield mate for Devin Singletary, it gets me excited. So this, man, I, if the Bills draft were this, I, I mean, like sign me up right now for this. Henry Ruggs in the first round, Josh Uchin the second round and cam Akers in the third round the running back from florida state so there you have it there's some couple different three round mock draft scenarios for you guys to consider um i like the first round the first one that i did and i love the second one that i did so i hope you had as much fun listening to this as i did doing the simulation and you can conduct your own simulations by visiting the draftnetwork.com and using the mock draft machine also we have a tdn premium where if you sign up for that you can um, do simulations and do trades you can trade up and down and it's got some really good um, algorithms and logic behind it that allows the trades to only be realistic you know, we've we've taken five different trade value charts and kind of blended them together to make sure that all of the trades are realistic in terms of what would really happen in the nfl and so so you can move up and down the order in a realistic way. And uh, I, I would love to see your mock drafts. A lot of people send me mock drafts all the time, but do simulations and shoot them over to me. We'll do some shows here in the future where I'll, I'll actually respond and talk about your mock drafts here on the podcast as part of my analysis, which I think are going to be pretty fun. So head over to thedraftnetwork.com. Uh, in addition to, uh, you know, I talked about one of the features of our premium memberships at the Draft Network. One of them is the trade feature in the mock draft machine. We also have a premium Slack channel where, it's hundreds of uh, NFL football fans, a lot of Bills fans in there, um, where we talk draft, we talk football all day, every day. So if you're looking to kind of get away from some of the, uh, the pitfalls of, of Twitter to talk football and you want to kind of get into a good environment where you'll be able to interact with me and the TDN staff as well as other Bills fans and fans across the league, um, I think you'll have a lot of fun. Right now they're actually doing a mock offseason so right now, like everyone, there's there's different groups of people that are uh, that are controlling each teams, and they're working through a simulated offseason where they're picking free agents, uh, they're doing salary cap stuff, they're doing trades, they're doing draft, and so you know get in on the fun there. We also have a lot of premium content coming out with uh, different draft guides that are going to be available. Uh, we have a contextualized quarterbacking chart that's coming out in addition to team specific guides. So. Uh, you know, like I'm writing seven of the team-specific guides, and one of them being the Bills. So if you want my team-specific guide for the Bills, you won't want to miss that. Check it out, TDN Premium, um, over at thedraftnetwork.com. A lot of good features to that, and I'd be honored if you would consider, uh, you know, making it part of uh, of uh, your Internet experience. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you so much for listening. I might have a guest for us lined up uh, tomorrow. And uh, if not, we'll, we'll have some, fun, some more fun here talking Buffalo Bills football, talking about the draft, talking about the NFL scouting combine. So don't miss it. Make sure that you are subscribed. Uh, share the podcast, rate and review it. All of that's very, very helpful. And until next time, thanks so much for listening. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. 
Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.